All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about pubs and study methods, uh, materials, and techniques to be successful in the UPT environment. Uh, so most of you are familiar with uh, the typical um, school setup, whether that be high school or college. It's going to take you from... Uh, chapter one through whatever chapter of the textbook and then give you tests um, regarding the reading and the studying that you've done in those chapters. So it's, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of a spoon feeding method of giving you information and then you regurgitate it on the test and then you just continue down the line and uh, it's kind of a rinse and repeat process. Um, for here, it's a little bit different. So we'll talk about uh, how that's different and what we can do um, to be successful in finding out what you don't know and then going to find um, that information um, so that you do know uh, what, uh, what you're looking for. Um, when, uh, when asked in a brief or in the plane, you'll be able to uh, tell the IP uh, what that book says and, and be successful, whether it's on a test or in a flight or a sim. <clears throat> Talk about prioritizing uh, what you need to study, right? So uh, a lot of you don't have any flight experience. And at the end of this program, we're going to ask you to go to B course uh, and be successful there, right? So obviously, uh, we've got some work to do. And we'll talk about how to prioritize that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, where to find all that info. So specifically, kind of a list of publications. Uh, it's going to be a little bit dry. So go ahead and repeat uh, or rewind uh, this podcast and, and uh, try and listen to it again. Uh, my advice, just right off the bat here, is to make a list of all the publications and what they actually mean and contain. So instead of me telling you, uh, you know, look in the 217 vol 1 or the 202 vol 3, um, you know that, hey, the 217 is going to be instruments, the 202 is going to be general flight rules, those kinds of things, right? So uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more in detail. Uh, we'll talk about other methods of study uh, and uh, different tools that you've got today to assist you uh, in uh, being um, successful. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, debrief notes, um, how to organize them, different methods of taking notes, and being able to retain the information that uh, we've given you after a flight, which is really where the, the real learning um, starts um, and begins there. Uh, a lot of people think that the learning happens in the plane. It's, it's actually complete opposite. The learning happens before you get to the brief, um, and uh, the learning happens after you're done flying. The flying portion is, is where you get to test all the knowledge and the things that you've been given um, up until that point. Uh, talk about how to prep for flights, and uh, you'll talk uh, or you'll hear about mission uh, objectives and training objectives. We'll talk about how to organize that and what those mean um, in terms of studying. Uh, and then uh, kind of the knowledge flow or the thought process behind um, getting the information and using the information in a practical way. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, as well. So that's kind of an overview of what we're going to go through. Uh, please take notes uh, and please rewind this sound file um, and, uh, and get what you need uh, from this information because this is really how you're going to move forward uh, throughout 
the course of pretty much your flying career, the, the way that you know um, how to study and the world that you think exists in learning, which is, hey, go study and then go get tested on, that's out the window. For the rest of your career, it's going to be pretty much like this. Uh, so please use this uh, as a, uh, a reference tool uh, and, and sort of like a, a classroom on uh, how to study and, and, and how to prepare for your flights. So first, we kind of already talked about it a little bit. Uh, what's the difference between college studying and UPT studying? Well, in college, you get a whole bunch of stuff that uh, they tell you you're going to study. Uh, you're going to get a textbook. You see the names of the chapters, um, and you realize, hey, obviously, day one of the class, I don't know what any of this means, but this textbook is going to walk me through uh, these uh, different subjects uh, and uh, different learning objectives, and uh, I'm pretty much going to read about it in sort of a linear fashion uh, and then be tested. UPT is completely different, all right? UPT and the flying world in general works pretty much the same way. You don't know what you don't know, all right? So your job is to figure out what you don't know and then know where to go to get answers to those questions, all right? So kind of overwhelming. <clears throat> you probably feel that way already, uh, whereas you don't know what you don't know, all right? I'm gonna bring up some topics that you're probably, you don't even know that, you know, you're not aware that they exist. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about how to do that. So how do we, how do we know um, or how do we begin to get the information um, that we need answers to? And a lot of that is um, using all the different materials, all the pubs, um, and uh, prioritizing those things that you find that you are going to study. Um, the big piece of this is prioritization, okay? Uh, the big thing here is prioritize what is the closest alligator to the boat, okay? So what's the nearest threat? Uh, so I'll give you an example. You're gonna be uh, getting ready for a dollar ride, okay? Uh, you know that you've got a lot to study for your dollar ride. You also know that down the line, you're going to be flying formation, um, four ship formation. You might even be leading that four ship, okay, doing uh, tack form, things like that. For your dollar ride, do not be worried about the tack form, four ship, uh, sort of sorties and sims, right? <clears throat> that may make sense, okay, because that's kind of an exaggerated scale. Uh, but shrink that scale down a little bit more, right? So I've got a dollar ride tomorrow, and then I've got an instrument sim the day after, all right? <clears throat> Prep for your dollar ride. Um, get sort of a 80% uh, or 90% solution um, for your dollar ride, and then go ahead and look at what tomorrow has in store, right? So in this case, it's that instrument sim. Go ahead and crack open the 217. Go ahead and uh, look at the notes that you've gotten before. Talk to those people that have been there uh, and, and get kind of a uh, 20 or 30% solution. A lot of people have heard the 80-20 rule, right? 80% um, of the stuff that is out there maybe matters 20% <clears throat> of the whole overall picture uh, and then vice versa, okay? So give yourself sort of a 20-80 rule here, 80% solution for what's coming up tomorrow and then a 20% solution for what's coming up next and then come back and try and get that 100% solution for uh, your um, closest task. In this example, it's gonna be that dollar ride, okay? 
Um, how are you going to prep for that dollar eye? All right, well, uh, the big resource you have here is each other and IPs. Obviously, the publications, okay? Um, the uh, course material, those kinds of things. Um, however, what's difficult about studying and getting the information all together here is everything is kind of in different places, all right? You're going to need to put in order all of the... Um, all of the materials that you're going to get from all these resources uh, in order to make it flow uh, for one sortie, which will be your dollar eye, okay? Um, so ask a lot of questions, go find IPs, go talk to each other, all right? Uh, and before you give information out to each other, let's say for your dollar ride, uh, make sure that it's accurate, okay? Make sure that what you're getting is directly from, let's say, for example, the standards, right? The squadron standards or uh, from the 217 or uh, from the supplements or from the syllabus, okay? Um, if you're going to give, it's called gouge. If I'm going to tell somebody, hey, for your dollar ride, this is what's expected. This is what you need to do. Because I am not, obviously, the one who has written any kind of publications, because I'm not referencing the publications, what I'm telling that other person is gouge. And that can be in the form of word of mouth. That can be in the form of a written document, okay? Hey, I wrote out a bunch of notes. Here, look at my notes. All that stuff is called gouge, all right? There's good gouge and there's bad gouge. Good gouge is pretty much directly from the publications, right? Um, the Air Force instructions, the Air Force manuals, and have been proven uh, as true, okay? So if I write down all that stuff and it's accurate, that's good gouge, it's gonna help my buddy get ready for his dollar ride. So that's kind of one of those big resources um, that you're gonna wanna utilize is uh, each other. Uh, I didn't get through UPT by myself, all right? Even though I love studying by myself, uh, I have pretty much gone through my whole scholastic career by myself. I hated group projects, those kinds of things. Um, but I really found out that is 100% true um, that you're not going to get through UPT by yourself. All right. So as a resource, use each other, use the IPs, um, but know where to go for that information. And we'll get to uh, how um, you'll know where to go in, in a minute. All right. So the biggest thing is you got to hunt down what you don't know for your next uh, event, which in this case is, is your dollar ad, okay? But that could be a test. Um, your next event could be a sim, uh, anything like that, all right? Cool. Uh, so we talked about prioritizing, all right? Um, and again, it's going to be a test, flight, sim, whatever event you have that you're on the schedule for, you need to be ready for that, all right? Um, how do I get ready for a flight, all right? Well, we'll dive a little bit um, deeper into that uh, right now. The big thing is, if it's on your grade sheet, be able to teach that in the brief, okay? The way that we are formatted here, as far as flying events go or sim events go, is when you show up, our job as IPs is not to teach you the information in the brief. We'll actually do the opposite. We are going to ask you information about uh, what the learning objectives or the learning um, or what the desired learning objectives are for that uh, flight or sim, whatever that event is. We're going to ask you um, general knowledge questions or GK questions uh, about uh, what, uh, 
what we're expecting to do on that flight. And we are expecting you to come to that flight knowing those answers, okay? So bottom line, if you're able to teach everything that is on your grade sheet before the briefing, you're going to be okay, all right? Which is kind of crazy because um, in college or in high school, you show up and I know that you're supposed to do the reading, right? Nobody does the reading before classrooms because, hey, you're going to be taught while I'm in class. Your events, your sims, and your flights are not to be considered classrooms. They're to be considered labs. They're to, to be considered labs that you're going to test what you've read um, and test what you've prepared, okay? Um, so if it's on your grade sheet and we're going to do it that flight, um, even if you're not planning on doing it, if it's on your grade sheet and it's, you know, we could do it. If your IP says, hey, we're going to flex your plan, we're going to do this instead, be able to teach that, all right? And that is um, straight out of your publications, okay? Um, like your 248, um, your Dash 1, um, those kinds of things, right? Again, if you get gouge from somebody, so again, gouge is notes, whether that's word of mouth, um, whether that's uh, written notes, um, or debrief notes or whatever, uh, make sure that that's valid, okay? The, the saying is you live by the gouge, you die by the gouge. There's a lot of good gouge out there and that's a shortcut, right, to help you um, get what you need, but there's a lot of bad gouge out there and, and gouge normally goes bad because it goes outdated. A lot of things get updated and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of procedures and there's a lot of notes out there that now become outdated, all right? <clears throat> cool. So be able to teach what's on your grade sheet before uh, you sit down for a brief um, and uh, you'll be in good shape, okay? Now comes the flying portion, whether that's in the airplane or whether that's in the sim, okay? The flying portion is um, validating all of the reading, all of the prep that you have done, okay? It's not to learn... Excuse me, it's not to learn, um, you know, the parameters. Let's say we're going to go plan on doing a loop that flight, all right? <clears throat> we're going to sit down, we're going to sit down in the brief and ask you uh, about the loop. Hey, what is the airspeed we're going to enter the loop at? What is, uh, how many Gs are we going to pull, all right? What is my, uh, my cross check during the loop, all right? Uh, we expect you to be able to tell us that. Then when we go into the jet for the first time doing the loop, that's when you're gonna feel what that loop is about, okay? That's when you're gonna see the timing. That's what you're gonna, when you're gonna see, um, uh, obviously how the, the G's feel there, um, the, the flow of things or whatever, but you know the hard numbers of that loop, okay? <clears throat> so we're gonna validate it in the jet. Um, the jet, the only time you're gonna be learning in the jet is, like I said, kind of what it feels like, the timing, the pace, uh, and, uh, and those kinds of things, okay? But you should already be familiar with um, the numbers and, um, and uh, you know, the airspeeds, the Gs, and, and so forth, okay? And that goes for everything on the grade sheet, all right? Now, once you do that in the jet or the sim, okay, we are gonna come back and we are going to debrief you on how to do things better, okay? So now we're getting to the end of sort of this never-ending process of prep, validate, and then review, okay? So the debrief is pretty much a review, and we are going to give you a one-on-one -on -one, um, from IP to student um, uh, 
prescription on how to improve what you're doing, okay? I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a regional airline pilot or even you know in the majors or whatever with thousands of hours, you are going to have debriefs. Uh, every debrief, you're gonna have things where you can do things better, okay? Um, even as IPs, we go fly and we talk about, hey, if I were gonna do that again, this is what I would do differently and this is how I would do it because you're always improving. Um, the, uh, you know, obviously people talk about, you know, the only certain things in this world, death and taxes. Uh, you can add one more in there is, uh, once you think you've seen it all or you have nothing else to learn, uh, you should pretty much exit the aviation community because nobody is done flying. So you will always have something in your debrief that you can do better, okay? So prep for your flight. Um, know everything as far as the GK numbers go, general knowledge numbers uh, for your briefing. Validate it in the jet. Go to the debrief and then um, take good notes on how to uh, improve that sortie okay, or that sim. Now comes the repeat part of this whole process. You're going to take what that debrief told you to do and you're going to bring that into your next flight. Okay, so if I say, hey, man, great attempt at the first loop. Okay, but we were 10 knots slow. All right. I think because your cross check was a little slower or you didn't take the time to make sure you were on parameters. We did the loop. Right. We were slow and we got slow at the top and we didn't really the loop wasn't really a loop. It was kind of like a little egg shape. Okay, so improve this by taking the time to. Uh, slow your maneuver down, cross-check your airspeed, cross-check your altitude, now pull into the loop. You're not going to be slow, and you're going to improve your loop. The next sortie, I expect you to show up and say, hey, I had a little bit of trouble with my loop because I didn't make sure that I was on airspeed. Um, I didn't give it the time, you know, as far as jumping into uh, um, the loop. And I got slow at the top, and the loop wasn't really that good. Okay, so today what I'm going to do is before I jump in the loop, I'm gonna make sure that my airspeed is right within parameters, all right? Uh, I'm gonna make sure my altitude is good, all right? I'm gonna keep my cross check going and I'm going to pull in the loop um, just like the book says and I expect it to improve, all right? For pretty much every debrief item that uh, you were told to get better on on the last flight, the next flight I want you to talk to it, okay? Because it's probably going to reflect in your grade sheet and now we're gonna improve that loop, okay? And again, I'm using this loop as just an example. It can be anything from a loop to an instrument approach to communication, whatever, okay? But uh, the infinite learning loop here is get ready for your brief, validate it in the jet, get your debrief, take good notes, and then show up to your next briefing uh, with your debrief notes and how you're going to improve, all right? Um, so enough on that. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, maybe how uh, we can effectively um, organize our notes um, for the debrief and use them to get ready for the next flight. Uh, it's never been easier to learn anything nowadays, okay? Uh, YouTube, for an example, has a lesson on how to do anything, okay? Um, from fixing a house to learning how to play an instrument or whatever, okay? Um, technology is great. In this case, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, so my technique was, and I'll give you a little background on myself, didn't do great in high school. Uh, went to college, did pretty good, and then went to UPT and really turned myself around because my method of learning 
I've, I had to, to learn my method of learning. I had to organize my debrief notes um, or notes in general. And I had to think of other methods to give myself a leg up. And one of those methods was to record, voice record, uh, the classroom settings and voice record my debriefs. Okay, so now I've got sort of this personalized books on tape file that I can listen to when I'm running on the treadmill, uh, when I'm doing work outside at the house, uh, or even, you know, drifting off to sleep. I've got that playing. So now, uh, instead of taking in only a small percentage of the information, when I hear it in the debrief only one time, I could take in that small percentage, hearing it one time, then I can listen to it on my phone again and then get maybe a 50% solution. Then I can listen to it again when I'm you know, running outside on the treadmill of the gym uh, and get uh, maybe a 70 or 80% solution until I have a 100% solution and I show up um, to when I need to perform and I have all that information stored away so that I am increasing my proficiency uh, much quicker than if I uh, didn't um, use that method, okay? Uh, so that's, that's one way um, that I've found to be a, a, a huge success. Uh, what I want you guys to do is I want you to do, to do just that, okay? Um, record your debriefs. Record any kind of classroom settings, okay? Don't go too crazy or you're recording absolutely everything, okay? Um, but uh, make yourself sort of a database of um, notes in the form of uh, voice recordings. Everybody's got an iPhone or a Droid or a Google phone, whatever it is, uh, and a method to record there. Go ahead and do that and then uh, listen to that later on when you go back home, when you've given your debrief some time to digest. And I promise you, you're going to see huge leaps and bounds. All right, Everybody wants to fly um, their number one choice, okay? And that means you got to be competitive. And that means you've got to show up more prepared than the next guy, all right? And to do that, you've got to have a good method, and that's pretty much how you're going to do that, all right? So that's one way of doing that is uh, recording the debriefs, okay? Um, on top of that, you're going to leave a debrief with about three to five things that your IP is going to want you to improve for your next sortie, okay? He may say that outright. He may say, hey, I'm going to give you three things that I want you to improve, okay? Three highlights of, hey, what was this debrief focusing on, okay? Pretty much what was this debrief about? I'm going to sum that up by giving you three things that I want you to improve next story, okay? The reality is you've got a lot more than three things to improve, okay? But uh, if we had our way, if we didn't improve anything else, what are the three or three to five things that I want you to improve next story, okay? Um, those are the things that you should be focusing on the most, okay? Now, show up to your next sortie as um, having those three to five things uh, be your training objectives, okay? So now for your next sortie, there are three reasons. We'll say that you got three debrief points, okay? Three main debrief points. There are three reasons you're flying that sortie, okay? And that's to improve those three things. And everything in your briefing should be aiming to improve on those three things. That is your objective, that sortie, okay? If everything else kind of just goes to crap, um, but you hit those three things, technically, that sortie can be viewed as uh, growth, okay? Um, so we've got prep for your brief, validate it and test in the jet, right, or the sim. 
uh, get back, debrief, review, um, and then uh, come back to your briefing armed with all of that debrief information that you received from your IP, okay? With the three to five reasons of flying that sortie is your whole goal is to, is to uh, um, get those training objectives, okay? That's pretty much how that um, flight uh, learning loop is going to go, okay? The big thing is to show up to your briefing knowing what you need to improve and knowing how to improve them. Uh, the how to improve part comes from um, notes from your IP. He might just tell you a bunch of different techniques on, on things that he would prescribe to you that you try. Um, they'll also come from the publications, okay? Uh, and he'll kind of jump into that. And that's kind of what we'll talk about next. So keep that in mind. That's your loop. Uh, record your debriefs, all right? Be able to uh, teach what is on your grade sheet. Know all the, the numbers and things like that. Um, and you'll get that from your publications, okay, which we'll jump into in a minute. Go into the jet, validate it, get a debrief, do it all over again, all right? That's going to be a continuous process until you graduate. And that is the only way that you are going to be able to graduate this program with wings and be, uh, be course ready for what you want to fly, okay? If you slack, uh, you are going to notice yourself slipping. And you will probably be one of the only ones slipping because... Uh, everybody else is going to kind of stay in this um, infinite learning loop that we'll call, okay? <clears throat> Anyone can do anything for six months, um, six to eight, nine, ten months, however this program is going to last for you, okay? Um, but uh, make sure that you are putting in the time to your debriefs and your mission prep to know how you're going to fix those items um, that you took a hit on your grade sheet for before you even show up, and that's where you're gonna make your money. All right, anybody can, can work for six months. It is a short time. It's a, it's a very small price to pay uh, for a lifetime of probably the best job uh, anyone can, can ever have, all right? Uh, I'll be honest, 100%, I have never worked professionally after college a day in my life. Um, I've worked hard, I've definitely worked hard, but I've never gone and thought of, hey, my job is work. Um, I'm having a blast. I've had a blast, and uh, the work that I put into UPT uh, has gotten me here, and, and um, you guys need to be able to uh, say the same by the time you graduate. Cool, enough on that. Uh, for list of pubs specifically, okay. Uh, what we'll do is we'll probably have you guys scheduled for a lab. Uh, it's going to be um, a scenario. All right, and it's not going to be a T6 scenario. It's going to be, I don't know, an F-16 or C-17 uh, or whatever scenario, kind of real world. Um, and uh, we're going to give you a pretty much, hey, here's uh, what uh, you're doing. You're the aircraft commander. This is your plan. Is it legal? If it's not legal, what plan would you come up with? Or what plan would you come up with? Um, anyway, just off the bat. Uh, with a mission in front of you, right? The way that you're going to get ready for all this stuff, just like in a briefing and, and things like that, is using this long list of Air Force publications, okay? And, uh, the big difference that we don't really talk about um, between uh, your normal school, so high school or college, and UPT is, let's say I want to go uh, study weather, 
Okay, what do I do if I have bad weather and I'm going to fly? Well, newsflash, you're going to fly in bad weather all the time, all right? That's what's separating us from uh, normal civilian private pilot flying is even if it's not a good day, hey, we got a mission we need to get done and we didn't know how we're going to execute that. Well, I'm not just going to go to my instrument book, right? Just like you would go to a calculus book if you want to learn calculus, right? Instead, the Air Force uh, has volume and series numbers for their publications. Okay, so in this case, I want to learn to fly instruments. I'm going to go to the 217 uh, publication, okay? Uh, it's not intuitive. It's just you guys are going to have to memorize it and get familiar with it, all right? Um, but I'll give you kind of the, the list of publications that we'll definitely be using here, um, and, uh, and, and you need to be kind of uh, familiar with what's inside of them um, and uh, where to maybe go uh, within those pubs. So the first one uh, is going to be the Dash 1. Okay, it's going to be referred to as the Dash 1. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, um, but every major weapon system, every platform in the Air Force that's flying... Uh, has what's called a dash one, and that specifically will talk about that airframe. Okay, um, you're going to go through your systems course. Almost all of that will be taught out of the dash one. It's literally the nuts and bolts of the aircraft. It's how the aircraft flies. It's the normal procedures on how to operate the aircraft step by step. Um, it's got what's called notes, warnings, and cautions. We'll jump into that in the, in a little bit. Um, it's got emergency procedures, right? It's how you are going to actually operate your aircraft. If you guys are familiar with uh, civilian flying, it is pretty much your pilot operating handbook or your POH, okay? And it's, it's pretty much organized the same way, all right? Um, so if you have uh, any kind of questions about, hey, how hot is too hot for the engine to operate? Um, it's going to be in the dash one. If you have questions on, well, why do I flip this switch during my before takeoff checklist and what does it actually do? Guess what? You're going into the dash one, all right? Uh, if I want to learn to do a loop, that's not the nuts and bolts of the aircraft, all right? That's a different publication. We'll kind of go into that. Um, but the dash one is going to give you pretty much your systems explanations, um, how everything kind of works together, uh, and what to do if, if things go wrong. Um, with a, a few other um, uh, attachments uh, and uh, sections in there, okay? Um, so that's going to be your go-to pub for, for that, okay? Systems, very heavy in the Dash 1. That's what it's about. Uh, for the how to do a loop portion, so we call it the 248. Um, that's the uh, series number the Air, the Air Force has given uh, to the manual. Uh, and that's going to tell you pretty much how to... Uh, operate um, the certain maneuvers uh, that we are going to require uh, you guys be uh, proficient with, right? Um, so it's going to be uh, telling you how to do a loop, okay? It's going to be telling you uh, how to do a, a, uh, a TP stall, we call it, all right? Um, it's going to tell you how to fly formation, right? Uh, it's going to be your go-to for a lot of the maneuvers that we're going to do in the MOA, okay? So if I want to learn how to get out to the MOA and do a loop, all right? Well, first I'm going to have to get in the dash one, learn how to 
uh, or why I'm flipping switches in my checklist to start the aircraft and then to taxi the aircraft, right? Um, then I'm going to take off. Well, hey, here's the airspeed that I'm going to take off, and here's how fast uh, the gear and flaps. Here's the fastest the gear and flaps can be down, so I'm going to raise my gear and flaps by this airspeed, and we get out to the MOA, right, um, or the area that we're going to do all the work in. I'm going to set up for the loop, so now I'm going to look in the 248 um, to tell myself or to, to learn how to set up for the loop. So now you're getting this picture of sort of how these publications kind of work um, together uh, to get me uh, flying um, a, uh, a profile. All right? And uh, again, this is a big subject. We're kind of doing a quick overview here, um, and the lab will sort of better explain uh, all, uh, all of this stuff. All right. <clears throat> all right. Um, the next one we're going to be using is the 202 Vol 3. All right. That's pretty much the operating procedures for all of the Air Force um, uh, major weapon systems or all the aircraft's air, I'm sorry, all the Air Force um, owned aircraft. All right. That's going to tell you things like hey, how much gas am I required to carry? Uh, what is the oxygen requirements at different altitudes, right? Every plane falls under the rules of the 202 Vol 3, all right? So it's kind of the, the overall um, big arching publication, all right? Uh, we touched on it a little bit. The 217 Vol 1 is the instrument rules, all right? So the, the IFR rules of operating every kind of aircraft in the Air Force, okay? Okay. Uh, all of these, I don't say all of these, a lot of these publications have supplements, okay? So um, let's say the uh, overall um, operating rules uh, in the 202 Vol 3 for every aircraft uh, is where you're going to go for all the information on how to operate there. Well, all of your MAGCOMs now have supplements um, to be a little bit more restrictive or to alter what that overarching pub is going to say, okay? So let's say uh, you are, you're ending up um, in the AETC and you're gonna be uh, an IP, an instructor, right? Uh, well, I've got the way the 202 Vol 3 tells me I need to operate my T6, but there's also an AETC supplement to that publication to where it's going to give me additional information on how um, to, to operate my aircraft, okay? Um, so a lot of these publications have supplements there. Um, <clears throat> getting from kind of a, a smaller scale here, uh, I want you to be familiar with the squadron standards, all right? Um, so look in your checklist. Uh, there's going to be briefing guides on how to brief for every sortie. Uh, those briefing guides are pretty lengthy, okay? You're going to see a, a lot of memory joggers on there, okay? Um, it's going to talk about takeoff emergencies, um, it's going to talk about bird strikes. It's going to talk about mid-air collisions. It's going to talk about um, Nordo situations, okay? All that stuff we expect you guys to know how to brief when we are briefing it, okay? Well, you may look at that and be like, well, I don't have a lot of time to brief my sortie with all of this that's on the briefing guide and talk about the specific maneuvers that we're going to do on this sortie, okay? You're correct. You don't have all that time, okay? So um, to be able to, to give you guys more time, what squadrons have done is they've come up with squadron standards, okay? So instead of briefing my takeoff emergency from my briefing guide word for word every day, 
um, or a bird strike or a um, Nordo situation, what I can do is I can brief all of that as standard, okay? That's literally it. All I have to say is, let's say, uh, Nordo uh, procedures are going to be standard today. What that means is whatever is in, whatever is written in the squadron standards is what I am planning on doing, okay? So if people or you as students are unfamiliar with the squadron standards and I brief you that if we go lost calm, I expect us to handle that in accordance with the standards. If you're not familiar with that, you're not going to know what to do there, okay? So that's one of the things that I would recommend you prep for um, before your dollar ride. In fact, you need to look at the standards before your dollar ride and be familiar with that throughout the course um, of the syllabus, okay? So look at the standards, know exactly what they say so that when I brief you, um, takeoff emergency standard, Nordo standard, uh, mid-air collision standard, those kinds of things, um, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, and that saves us time to talk more about your last flight and how you're going to improve on today's sortie and get your training objectives accomplished today. Okay. On top of that, uh, another uh, publication you want to be familiar with is a syllabus. So here it's a, a little bit different. Obviously, PTN um, is different than the legacy UPT. All right, so we're going to get you uh, a syllabus. If it hasn't already come out by the time you're ready to get to your dollar ride, we're going to get you that. However, um, what you need to be familiar with is just like any other uh, class or uh, structured um, academic environment, there is a uh, a flow of how we're going to get you to graduation, right? And what we expect as far as proficiency goes um, along that road, all right? So uh, if I say, um, you know, hey, that loop was uh, a U grade overall, right? Or uh, an un unable or an unsat grade, excuse me, or if, I, or if I grade that a fair or F, right? I'm going to be basing my grading standards on what is in the syllabus. So the 248 is going to tell you how to do the loop. The syllabus is going to tell you the parameters in which um, your proficiency needs to be in in order to attain a good grade. Okay, Most of the time, uh, the grades are based on a G level. Okay. Anything above a G, there's only one um, grade above a G, and that's going to be an E, right, or excellent. Um, that's going to be kind of at the discretion of the IP, right? Um, however, if you do a loop um, to a G standard, that means that per the syllabus, that loop was done within those uh, parameters, okay? So you can kind of see how everything, um, there's a lot of information maybe about one thing strewn across a lot of publications, and you're going to need to know where to go about that, okay? Um, all right, on top of that, um, there is a, we call it a VOL-3 um, for every, uh, every major weapon system in the Air Force, and that's going to tell you um, the do's and don'ts of that specific aircraft, okay? And we'll jump more of that into the lab um, in the pubs exercise uh, later on when you guys are scheduled for it. And obviously, we can ask more questions there. Um, but that's the basic list of publications that you are going to be looking into as a student. Uh, this isn't even probably 
one or two percent of the Air Force instructions or the Air Force manuals that are out there um, that you may be referencing. Okay, and you're going to hear a lot of different publications that we didn't talk about or um, that we didn't mention in this podcast or that the lab didn't prep you for, but those are the very, very basic ones that you need to be familiar with even before you show up so that you kind of know where to go, all right? So my recommendation, make a list of those publications and then what is inside them um, from uh, this podcast. Cool. Uh, talk about other meth- methods of study. Uh, so like I said, it's not going to be like a uh, normal um, classroom environment. Okay, There's going to be a lot of uh, you guys taking ownership of uh, your study. Okay, um, And doing so, you need to kind of learn or know your uh, learning style and the different tools that you're able to use. All right? So um, we've already talked about voice recording. All right, For me, that works perfect. I... For, for my students that I'm going to be debriefing with, I'm going to ask that you do record those debriefs and that you do record any kind of the, the classes that you go to, okay, so that you can listen to them again, just kind of on the run or whatever. Uh, another thing that you can do as far as audio goes is there is a, uh, an app, and I don't know if it is on Android or Google phone or whatever, um, but there are apps that uh, go, um, that make... Uh, speech from text, okay? So you're going to be able to get the textbooks on your phone and the issued iPads, all right? What you can do is you can kind of make your own books on tape there. So if you're driving long hours, going home on the weekends or or doing whatever, uh, instead of listening to whatever you're going to be listening to um, as far as bad music goes, uh, throw on your um, text-to-speech app and uh, use that on any kind of the publications to start studying, right, or to, to further study, okay? Uh, so you're able to pretty much make your own books on tape just on demand, and that's going to be in, uh, an invaluable tool there, okay? Uh, on top of that, guys, go ahead and set up um, a Dropbox, okay, or a Google Drive or something um, amongst all of you so that you can share notes, right? We already talked about gouge. Uh, can be good or bad, right? But I expect you guys to keep good gouge and give notes to each other, right? Put that on the Google Drive or uh, your Dropbox so that you guys can all access your notes um, from either your debriefs or your briefs um, or your do's and don'ts or, 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 or whatever, okay? Not only is it good for everybody else, it's good for you to have a, uh, a, a place that you can access that information pretty much wherever if you, if you have um, connection to the internet, okay? Um, you're going to be at home and you're going to forget your computer or something and you're just going to have your phone, but uh, you can jump on that, that Dropbox or the Google Drive, right? So, so create a Dropbox and then share that with pretty much all of you uh, and that's going to be uh, a, a huge um, tool for you, all right? Uh, here's another part um, that was huge and actually kind of got me through um, the, uh, the first part of uh, IFS. We called it IFS at the time, initial flight screening. Um, go and chair fly every sortie um, or sim that you're scheduled for, okay? The way that you're going to do that is you're going to take a buddy, all right? You're going to go chair fly that sortie and you're going to do it in detail, all right? And by in detail, I mean go through all the checklists that you would run 
from starting the jet to shutting down, okay, and everything in between. Go through those checklists, make the exact radio calls, um, talk about how and where you would turn on the taxi, uh, what you're looking for as far as um, checklists go throughout the taxi, what your ops limits should be, right? Uh, what runway you're going to be taking off, um, the comms to get on the runway, the checklist that you're going to use getting on the runway, um, those kinds of things. Pretty much absolutely everything. Go chair, fly that, okay? While you're doing this, you have a notepad and a pen or pencil, whatever, with you, and you are stopping the sortie, right, or stopping the chair fly sortie uh, every time you either have a question or every time you screwed something up, you're going to write that down on your notepad, okay? Now, that notepad becomes your to-do list, right, or your own debriefing after you're done chair flying. So let's say, oh, you know what? I got to the end of the runway. I don't remember uh, my, let's say, my comms to uh, ask uh, for takeoff, okay? I don't remember what I'm going to tell Tower. What... I'm going to do is I'm going to stop chair flying, right? I'm either going to pause the sim or uh, I'm just going to pause the scenario if I'm doing a chair fly verbally. I'm going to write down uh, on my notes to do get tower comms. And then I'm just going to press with the sortie like I got the tower comms correct, okay? I'm just going to forget about it. I'm going to now focus on getting the rest of the sortie complete, Okay. By the end of your chair fly sortie, you're going to have a whole bunch of things that you're going to have to iron out. And those things need to be very, very detailed, okay? Um, as far as, you know, hey, I forgot tower comms, but that's okay. I'll figure it out later. No, 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 no. Write that down uh, and then press with that um, chair fly sortie so that after you're done with that chair flying session, you're going to go back and you're going to look up each one of those notes that you took as far as a to-do, right? Or as far as, uh, as, far as a screw-up goes as well, right? Um, so let's say I'm chair flying and I'm, I'm with my buddy and I'm going to go, all right, uh, I'm going to look for 260 and then I'm going to pull, right, for the loop. So 260 knots for the airspeed, then I'm going to pull 5 Gs for the loop. He should go, no, stop, that's incorrect, and you need to write down um, hey, I screwed up the loop parameters. That's one thing that I need to be better at, okay? This is kind of a long process. It should take about an hour to an hour and a half um, per chair fly sortie, okay? But what you're doing is you are identifying those areas that you need to improve, right? You're also identifying things that you didn't know you didn't know. Right, and that's the major part of flying is, is uncovering things that you know that you need to work on. And chair flying is a monster part of that, okay? Um, that's one of the biggest methods of getting ready for your uh, flights or your sims um, that, uh, that you need to be undertaking, okay? Then once you're done with that, once you've fixed all your notes, you're going to go back and you're going to do that sortie again with a fresh set of notes and you are going to improve on what you did last time but you're still going to have notes okay go through that but your note list should probably be slightly smaller all right um, go ahead and um, fix those screw-ups or find answers to the questions that you had during that chair fly sortie and it's kind of like that infinite loop of uh, get ready for your brief validate in the plane go to your debrief and then use all that um, debrief material for your next 
uh, flight, it's that same sort of loop, okay? Sit down, chair fly, identify what you don't know, finish chair flying, go through your notes and fix all that stuff. Look into the publications. A lot of the um, pubs you're gonna look for, uh, or mainly um, the pub that you're gonna look for here in chair flying is, is a lot of the 248s, especially as you get later on in the program, okay? Um, but identify the publication that is gonna fix your notes, fix them, then get ready for your next chair fly sortie. And I promise you, you're gonna see huge improvements uh, on your flight training, okay? So that's pretty much how you're going to uh, get ready uh, for your sorties, right? Um, sweet. As far as your notes um, that you are going to take for your debrief uh, and, and um, notes that you're going to use to prep for your sorties, a lot of different ways to organize them, okay? Um, it's kind of up to you, okay? Uh, but uh, a lot of people um, keep a notepad. Uh, for me, my uh, go-to is keeping a spiral notebook in my leg G-suit pocket, all right? Not the one on my thigh, but kind of the, the one um, towards my ankles. It's, it's got enough room, doesn't really get in the way, and it's always there, all right? So that if I am talking um, to somebody and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm listening to their chair fly session, or they say something that I know that I need to get uh, smart on, or I need to study, immediately I'm taking out my spiral notebook and I'm writing that as uh, a to-do, all right? Um, or in every debriefing, I know that the back of my spiral notebook, for example, is my debrief section. I'm going to open that up and I'm going to take good notes for the debrief. Um, and so that I can listen to my debrief sound file that I used and recorded while I'm looking at my notes and it's cementing all of the debrief points that my IP just gave me. Okay. Um, so get a notepad, right? Uh, you can either transcribe them on uh, the computer, right? You can take a picture and throw it up uh, on the, the Dropbox or your, your Google Drive, or you can just keep them kind of yourself there. Um, but uh, keep a notepad on you, all right? We were talking about the voice notes in general. I don't think there should be any, any other questions or anything to add on there. Um, uh, your Dropbox ar archive I already kind of talked about, all right? Um, and... Uh, you're gonna be going through different flight categories, okay? So the first one is gonna be contact flying. So really just flying in good weather. This is how to operate the aircraft. Once you guys are good at that, then we're probably gonna take you into formation and instrument flying at the same time, all right? Once you're good at that, then we're going to uh, throw all that stuff together, all right? And expect you to kind of operate it there. And it's gonna continue being more complex. So go ahead and organize your notes uh, in a way that um, hey, all my contact notes are here, all my instrument notes are here, and, and all my formation notes are over here, right? Don't let them blend in into just um, a top-to-bottom list of things that you got to do. If that works for you, then great, um, but one of the techniques is to uh, organize it by flight category, all right? Cool. Um, we already talked about flight objectives to get ready uh, as far as specific things to bring into your next um, briefing um, from your notes, we're talking about the flight objectives. Okay, so the three to five main debrief points, you need to know how to get um, those uh, objectives accomplished. Okay, so the IP is going to tell you what he wants you to focus on. All right, you should already have identified hey, look, I've got five or six things that I got dinged on uh, on my uh, grade sheet. I need to improve that. So those are pretty much going to be your notes or those to do list items before. Uh, your uh, your next briefing, okay? Um, so <clears throat> how you're going to do that is 
uh, fix it by IP directives or techniques, okay? Look into the publications and practice those things in your next chair flying, uh, uh, chair flying session or in the sim, okay? Uh, when you come to the briefing, you need to be directive with the instructor as far as, hey, this is what my grade sheet goes, this is what my debrief points are about, okay? From those debrief points, these are my three objectives. We'll call them three objectives right now. This is how I'm going to get those objectives accomplished, right? Then look at your grade sheet and also talk about, hey, my, on my grade sheet, I got a U grade, which is an unable, on, uh, let's say, the loop and the takeoff and communication, okay? How I'm going to bring those grades up on this sortie is going to be X, Y, and Z. And um, those answers are going to be from your IP debrief, from the publications, right, and from you practicing in the sim, okay? Uh, there's a difference between technique and procedure. The procedures, you guys need to get down. There's, there's no wiggle room uh, for procedures, and we'll discuss that in length. Um, in, in the lab, the difference between procedures and techniques, okay? But the techniques um, that people are going to offer you are, that's not what you're going to be graded on. The techniques are different methods um, of getting those procedures done and of accomplishing uh, what you need to accomplish in the sortie. And there's a bunch of different techniques. So I'll give you an example. Uh, landing, all right? There is a million techniques on landing. You're gonna fly with one instructor that gives you a technique that's just not working, and so your landings are not gonna be good. You're gonna fly with another instructor, right? The next day, you're gonna come through and you're gonna be like, hey sir, this is what the instructor told me to do. This is how he said to get my landings done um, to a good grade. Uh, I'm gonna try that. Awesome, that's eh, not working. Now your instructor is going to give you another technique, right? Continue going through different techniques until you find the one that works for you and stick to that, okay? Uh, I don't land the same way uh, as uh, instructor two, and instructor two doesn't land the same way uh, as instructor three does, okay? However, all of our procedures are correct, all right? But his cross-check and when he pulls the, uh, the PCL back to idle and um, those kinds of things, um, or what he looks for and, and when he shifts his aim point, like all those things are, are um, different techniques on how to land the aircraft safely, okay? Uh, again, I don't care what technique uh, you select, but have a reason for selecting it and, uh, and give a couple out a try until you find out one that works for you and stick to that, all right? Cool, and again, each brief show up uh, armed with specifically how you're going to fix what's in your grade sheet and use some of those techniques to help you out there, all right? Last thing we're going to talk about today is uh, pretty much your five areas. It can be viewed as sort of a hierarchy uh, of proficiency, all right? Um, it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy, if you are familiar with that. Self-actualization is kind of where everyone wants to get to, okay? In this case, the uh, kind of the top part of that pyramid uh, is risk management slash decision making, okay? Uh, as a pilot, if you can call yourself a pilot, that means you pretty much take everything in, you analyze it, and you are able to make good decisions with that information that you have taken in uh, and crunched, okay? So that's when you can consider yourself a pilot is when your risk management slash decision making uh, is, uh, is, is kind of the area that, um, 
that you're you're doing well or uh, you're continuously improving. All right. Uh, we'll talk about um, each one of those fives. Like I said, it's kind of in a hierarchy, right? So the first thing that as a student pilot you need to get good at is GK, which is general knowledge, okay? The next thing is basic aircraft control. The next is task management. The next is, the next is situational awareness. And then finally, like we talked about, that risk management uh, slash decision-making uh, sort of target, okay? And it's in that order. GK, basic aircraft control, task management, SA, risk management, decision-making. So... Uh, at the heart of everything is general knowledge, okay? Um, so that's why it's kind of the baseline. The very first thing that uh, we want to uh, get you guys good at uh, is that GK, all right? Um, so let's say uh, you don't know anything except for what you've heard in this, uh, this recording. And uh, we tell you, hey, in 15 minutes, you're flying your first sortie, all right? Uh, how well do you think that flight is going to go? Okay, we all know it's going to go poorly, but why? Is it because, hey, you didn't manage your tasks in the airplane well? Nope, we're not there yet. Is it because you didn't make good decisions in the airplane? Nope, we're not even there yet. Where are we? We are lacking the very first thing we need, which is general knowledge, right? You don't know nearly enough to execute the sortie and complete the mission. All right. Uh, why is that? Well, because you haven't started studying yet. Okay. So that's kind of, if you recall, uh, I mean, talking about what is required in a briefing, it's to show up prepared with knowing what the publications say you need to know. It's to know how to do those specific maneuvers that you are planning on. Okay. So once we study that, once we kind of memorize it and, and we understand it, uh, on kind of a basic level, then we can continue moving forward uh, with um, everything else we need to give ourselves a good chance of uh, completing the sortie successfully, okay? So first step, knowing what you need to know, all right? <clears throat> That's the GK. Then basic aircraft control, all right? So let's say, hey, you uh, studied the 248, you figure out how to do the loop, you figure out how to do um, TP stalls and power on stalls, those kinds of things. Uh, and we go, all right, man, you're soloing today. Go ahead and do it. Like, why, why would that be a bad idea? Uh, it's not going to be because you don't know how to do the maneuvers you're planning. It's going to be because you actually don't know how to physically fly the plane. You don't know how much trim forces are required. You don't know the pitch and power settings, which we'll explain later on. Uh, you don't know. Um, you, you pretty much don't know what you don't know about the airplane, Okay. When it comes down to it, that's almost the only reason that we are flying the aircraft uh, is to get your hands warm and to be able to give you one more tool to bring out that general knowledge and kind of combine general knowledge and basic air, aircraft control um, to, uh, to begin um, successfully completing a sortie in uh, UPT, okay? So, all right, you got your GK done. You know what you need to know. And let's say uh, you've been in the plane a few times, you had a few reps, right? So let's say it's like flight four or five. Now you're starting to kind of understand what that airplane feels like. You're understanding what the timing of the, the maneuvers feel like, all right? So we've got your GK, you got your basic aircraft control developing, right? Which only happens in the airplane and in the sim, okay? Um, you're, gonna, you're gonna get that with uh, reps. The next thing we need to work on is task management, all right? So, 
why do you think a flight's not going to go great? Let's say we were going to say, hey, you're going to solo today. All right. You got your GK. Hey, you know how to trim. Why do you think that's not going to go, you know, perfectly? Well, it's going to be because there's going to be a whole lot of other things that are going to be thrown at you, such as um, ATC, right? So uh, air traffic control on the radios telling you to watch out for uh, the Southwest 737 that's also on departure. So what you need to do is you need to climb to 5,000 immediately um, and uh, hold uh, airspeed no faster than 180, those kinds of things, right? Well, if you're solo, you're probably not going to be able to do that too well uh, because we don't really have tools yet to manage all these different tasks, okay? And that's kind of where this task management comes from. It's not limited to radio calls, holding altitude, holding airspeed, right? Because a lot of that stuff is, is kind of, it goes under basic aircraft control, but if it's all thrown at you at once, you need to know which one of those tasks is going to get your full attention first, okay? I don't care who you are, I don't care how long you've been flying, whether it's five, six, seven, maybe 10,000 hours, right? Or, uh, you know, you, you're in your first 100 hours or whatever, okay? Everybody is going to handle a bunch of information thrown at them a little bit differently, but the one thing that's going to be constant is not one person is able to fully focus on more than one thing or one or two small things at a time, okay? Um, even though you may see other pilots looking like they're able to do that, they quickly go through this task management step process uh, in a way that makes it kind of look like they're able to handle all these variables, all right? All they do is they organize those variables, and that's the whole task management process. So um, to do that, there's a mantra, aviate, navigate, communicate. And absolutely everything that you are going to find uh, in uh, or while you're flying uh, or come across while you're flying is going to fall in to one of those three categories, okay? The first thing you're going to want to do is aviate your aircraft, all right? What that means is make sure you have a safe flying airspeed, all right? Make sure you are deconflicted from the ground or any other aircraft, okay? Um, make sure that uh, you are free from threats, okay? So that's aviate your aircraft. You can think about just being safe, bottom line. Make your aircraft safe and have positive control of your aircraft, all right? Once you have that down, you're now able to move to the navigate portion, okay? So we aviated, now it's time to navigate. What does that mean? That means fix your course, okay? Give you an example. A uh, traffic pattern stall means when you're in the landing pattern or around the runway, okay, you're slow, you're low, a lot of times you're configured, okay, um, a traffic pattern stall means that your aircraft is departing controlled flight potentially um, or is on the very, the very edge of departing controlled flight where you are very close to the ground. The first thing you're going to do is you are going to break that stall, okay, you're going to make sure that you're climbing away from the ground and you are going to disregard your ground track of your aircraft, which means you're going to roll wings level, okay? And you're probably going to fly through some airspace you're not supposed to be in, but you are being forced to aviate before you do anything else. Make sure your aircraft is safe. Now, what we're going to do after we have uh, recovered from that stall is to navigate. So, after you made sure that you are not going to fall out of the sky when you're close to the ground, 
Now navigate your aircraft. Get away from airspace you're not supposed to be in or get away from other people's uh, maybe flight paths, okay, or um, other people's patterns that you're not supposed to be in, okay? So that's an example of aviate and navigate, okay? Navigate doesn't necessarily need to be, um, you know, get out of airspace uh, that you're not supposed to be in or, or things like that. It could be, and, and it most often is, make sure your ground course, um, your course over the ground is what you want. Make sure you're navigating to the correct fix, okay? Make sure you know where you're going, okay? After you're done with that navigate piece, then you are now able to move to the communicate piece, okay? Oftentimes, and this is kind of a pitfall, this is a, a, a common student error, that communicate piece uh, is oftentimes what they put first. We are so used to, especially if you're, um, you know, you've, you've done what you've needed to do to now get into this point, which is get a pilot slot, things like that. You've taken directions uh, and follow them very well, okay? Um, you find out what people's expectations of you are and you go ahead um, and you get things done via communication and so forth, things like that, right? So military training is very heavy in that. Yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, right away, but all the other stuff, right? You are listening to what people tell you and you're gonna do it right away. Well, air traffic control is going to get on the radio and they're gonna tell you to do a whole bunch of other things, right? while you should be aviating and navigating first, okay? Students then focus only on the radio and that becomes their primary focus, which means your aviate portion and your navigate portion go out the window. So how do we fix that? <clears throat> we fix that by telling ATC to stand by, right? Or quickly listen to what they're saying, telling you to do, okay? Take note of it but come back to responding to them in a minute when you have a quick brain bite, when you have a second, okay? So good pilots, you're gonna see probably some IPs looking like they're able to focus on more than one thing at one time. That is not true. The trick is quickly prioritizing each phase in Aviate, Navigate, Communicate. So this whole Aviate, Navigate, Communicate portion is just an ex a quick example or a big example of the task management piece, okay? How well are uh, you doing at managing all of these tasks that are coming at you, all right? Um, and that's kind of the third portion of this big step-by-step uh, -step process of becoming a pilot. You show up uh, and you exercise your good general knowledge. You know exactly what you should be doing, all right? Your basic aircraft control is pretty good. You can fly the aircraft. You get to the task management piece. Hey, you're able to, to manage some tasks, right? Now we are continuing. We're, we're pretty close to becoming an actual uh, pilot um, that is able to use all this information and to make decisions um, overall, okay? So general knowledge, basic aircraft control, task management. The next one is situational awareness, okay? Are you able to gather all this information and process it, okay? Obviously, the next step is risk management decision-making, which is what do you do with that information that you're able to process? We're not there yet. We're, uh, we're at the, the step of are you able to even process that, okay? So when air traffic control tells you, hey, uh, I want you to slow um, no, uh, no faster than 150 knots on final, 
Uh, and then he quickly tells another aircraft, hey, I need you to keep your speed up. Uh, let's say no slower than 180 knots on final. There's a T6 behind you. What are you going to do with that information? That information should have just told you that you are following another aircraft on final. Uh, and he's trying to build spacing between you, okay? Are you able to identify that information, okay? If you are, hey, that's pretty much good situational awareness. You know what's going on around you, okay? Now we sum up all of these steps and we come to the risk management decision-making portion. And that's, this is where you start becoming a pilot. Through good GK, through basic aircraft control, through managing your tasks, you're able to process information. Now what do you do with that information that you are uh, now able to process and have gathered, okay? Um, that is pretty much where we are trying to get you guys um, when you graduate here is, is, is pilots being able to make good decisions with all that information, okay? We'll take this on sort of a, a micro scale, okay? Each uh, maneuver on your grade sheet, um, let's say, and we'll use loop again as another example. Let's say uh, you screwed up your loop, okay? We're going to try and figure out, well, why did you mess up this loop? And we're going to go from um, the lowest to the highest uh, in priority in this hierarchy, right? So GK, basic aircraft control, task measurement, SA, um, decision-making, okay? Um, we're going to try and find where, where was the breakdown, okay? Well, you screwed up your loop. Why? Let's say you got slow at the top, okay? Um, did you not know that you needed to enter the loop at 230 to 250 knots? No, he knew he had to, right? He, she knew that he... Or she had to enter the loop at the correct airspeed, and that airspeed was 230, 250. So the general knowledge really is, is not the root cause. Okay, let's move on. Basic aircraft control. Can the student not maintain that entry airspeed, or over the top, were they not pulling enough? Uh, no, that's, that's not what, what it was either. <clears throat> um, okay, let's move on. Uh, your task management, well, nothing was really going on. They, the student um, broke down, uh, you know, making sure that um, we were uh, in the right airspeed window, that we had enough altitude to go, um, the radios were deconflicted, right? Uh, we were fenced in, we, we checked in the mode, those kinds of things. The task management portion was pretty good, and their cross-check was good as well, right? So what uh, instruments did they prioritize during that loop, right? Well, I think that all that stuff was pretty good, so it wasn't really task management, okay? Um, situational awareness. Uh, I realized that the student doesn't know or, or didn't even know that they were getting slow over the top, okay? Why do they not know that? Hey, maybe their cross-check was off, okay? So that could be in task management. We can kind of call that, right? But uh, during the wingtip, wingtip ball portion, um, because it was the first time doing the loop, they didn't really know that the aircraft feeling as sluggish as it was, um, was telling them that, hey, they're getting slow over, over the top, right, uh, at the very top of the loop. So in this case, we'll call it just a, a situational awareness. It's kind of a, uh, as a root cause, and it's kind of a rough example, um, but this is sort of how we're going to break down um, 
where uh, your grade, let's say you're um, below MIF grade or the grade, uh, pretty much the bad grade on your grade sheet, um, where that came from, all right? Uh, it's important for you guys to know the knowledge flow and the thought process behind this because it's sort of the steps to help you prioritize how to get ready for a flight. All right. So uh, kind of talked about a lot today, um, but uh, this is pretty much uh, the baseline information that, that uh, you guys are going to require. Uh, as far as uh, getting ready for a flight, right? What the difference is between uh, college study and UPT study, right? College is going to tell you uh, this is what you don't know and here's how to find it. UPT or PTN is not going to tell you that. They're going to go get ready for your flight and you need to find out what you don't know so that you can go study what you don't know. All right, a little confusing, but uh, it's, it's definitely kind of a... Uh, a big boy, big girl program here. <clears throat> All right. Um, now we uh, we find out. Hey, I don't know a whole lot of this stuff. I I made a list of things that I don't know. How do I prioritize that? Well, we talked a little bit about the prioritization, right? Talked uh, briefly about the list of publications. There's definitely more to be had on that via the lab uh, and the exercise which we'll have. Uh, but know that there is a bunch of different pubs that are going to give you a bunch of different pieces of information, and you need to go in and use those pubs. Um, on a case-by-case -case basis to get chunks of information at a time. You do not read those pubs cover to cover. Do not do that to yourself. You, you're not here long enough, uh, and you're never going to do that um, for, for any of your, uh, um, your airframes that you're going to fly. Okay, You're going to use them. You're going to be familiar with them, right? but you're going to use them uh, as a go-to to get big chunks of information out. All right? I uh, talked about other methods of study, right? So kind of the tech that we can use, voice recording, um, making the books on tape, chair flying, those kinds of things. How to organize your notes. You're going to have a lot of them, right? Uh, how to show up for a brief, what's expected of you there, um, why we fly, and what the debrief is all about, okay? And then taking those um, notes from your G debriefs and making them pretty much objectives or reasons um, that you are going to fly uh, your next sortie. Right? Uh, and then uh, your next piece is what goes into uh, each maneuver and what goes into actually uh, graduating um, the pilot program, and that is being able to uh, study, being able to control your aircraft, being able to manage tasks, process information, and ultimately, what do you do with that information? You're going to make good decisions. Okay, uh, so uh, in the lab, you guys are going to be uh, scheduled for this at some point. All right, we're going to go through kind of a, a couple exercises here. Please uh, come to that lab with questions. Okay, um, email, text, call, do whatever you need to do uh, if you guys have questions about this podcast. But this is pretty much your baseline for starting this, uh, and you're going to hit the ground running pretty quickly, uh, especially in uh, academics and uh, getting ready for sims and flights, you guys are going to uh, fly before you pretty much have uh, any of the academics just to see what it's kind of all about. All right. So uh, anyways, uh, let me know. Give me feedback on this podcast to, to, let, to tell me if it's worth listening to, if we should make more, um, if it's uh, easily distributable, uh, if it kind of hit its mark, right? But uh, we want to be able to get this information out to you guys pretty quickly. All right. Uh, so we'll see you guys when you get here uh, and uh, fly safe.